Hello, and welcome, cool cats, to BL172.9. If you've been part-time dreaming and scheming a plan for your great escape, then grab you a plate, because we're serving smooth, creative hits that'll make you want to quit that 9-to-5 J-O-B. Now sit back, relax, and you'll see, because you are traveling first class to where the part-time dreamers be. everybody welcome back to another episode which is titled may the grind be with you in this episode we're going to dive into some topics about script writing a script i'm currently working on also wanting to talk about just me in the process when i'm trying to write a script what i'm dealing with Actually, what I'm currently dealing with right now, this is all kind of in real time of what's happening. And then also just kind of talking about just in general where I'm trying to go. And if it's not made obvious by the title that a girl is trying to get her grind on, a girl is trying to get into this industry and she's trying to make some things happen. Okay. Now, I know you heard my intro in the beginning and... I really like the vibe of it. I kind of want to stick to it. Well, not even kind of. I am because I re-recorded it and went ahead and just added it to this one, but just refined it a little bit because I'm really feeling it. And then I had some people let me know that they liked it. And I realized the last time I spoke about it, in my previous episode, I had said that I was going for like a smooth jazz station type of vibe. But to be honest, it's more of a 70s jive talk where it was always like a play on words. Um, Almost like if you've seen the movie Dolomite's My Name, the creator who made Dolomite, when he talked and did his um comedy, it was... On- on rhyme everything he said but my version is a lot less vulgar (laughs) and so um, my sister also said I sounded like the DJ that was in the Warriors so if you've seen that movie you'll know exactly what I'm talking about and and I grew up my sister I, I I get some warrior DJ vibes in it for sure for sure for sure Okay, guys, let's get into why are we here today? Well, we are gathered here today to talk about a girl with big dreams. Bigger than St. Louis, she said. Her imagination and her love for film has been a big factor in her life since she was a little girl. And now she is trying to go for her dreams. 
She's trying to accomplish her dreams one goal at a time. Do y'all hear me? Let me know if y'all hear me in the back. And one of her dreams is to write a Holocaust. Ho- oh, excuse, 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 excuse me. Uh, uh, the Holocaust script. Yes, sir. That's the villain from Batman. That is Joker's love interest, which is very de- debatable, y'all. Okay, I know y'all like that story, but it's very debatable, y'all. And she is trying to get her dream to come true. Even though it's small now, she's working on it. Yes, Lord. Can I, can I get an amen? So, yes. <laughs> um, I am currently working on a Harlequin script, which is more centered around an origin story. Now, I bet you're probably wondering who the heck am I talking about? Or you know who I'm talking about, but there may be certain, you know, you have bits and pieces of knowledge. Now, when it comes to Harley Quinn, do not get me started, okay? I will absolutely go in with no mercy, okay? Because I really love that comic book character. And I can't pinpoint when exactly my love for her started. And I hate sometimes when I'm talking because I'm thinking while I'm talking, I'm trying not to say the wrong thing. And then when I play it back, I'm like, wow, it really sounds like I'm trying to calculate everything I'm saying. But don't mind me. <laughs> Anyways, so I can't pinpoint when exactly I started falling in love with her. I know it had to be, I want to say maybe sometime after high school. And she has just always been a comic book character that I've been so fascinated. One, because I have this weird thing where I like like clown makeup and stuff. So like if you've ever seen the movie The Crow, um, well, my favorite is not the original Crow with Brandon Lee. I love The Crow City of Angels that had... Ooh, I forgot his name, but I know his last name is Perez. Something Perez. And so, I just have a thing about that. I just think it it just kind of can insinuate someone's... Insinuate? Am I saying that right? Whatever. It can really bring out someone's features. Like, it can kind of make them better than how they look sometimes. Or, I don't know. Maybe I'm kind of weird. And... Her whole costume, her demeanor, her attitude, the way she, her confidence that she has, even though her relationship with the Joker is kind of, in today's terms, definitely not appropriate, especially with the Me Too, I'm just saying, but, you know, that's what her character is about, and I'm actually wanting to get into that. Let's actually get into some history about Miss Harley Quinn, okay? So, 
Harley Quinn was made popular, well, from kind of like the newer generation's perspective of her. She was made well known by a movie called Suicide Squad, which came out in 2016. But if you didn't know, Harley Quinn has been a long-standing villain in Gotham for well over a decade. Suicide Squad was basically Harley's feature film debut, but if you want to get technical, she was first featured in a live-action medium, I guess you can say, which was a television show, and it was called Birds of Prey in 2002. Which now they're currently making a Birds of Prey movie. But in 2002, they actually came out the Birds of Prey TV show. Now, I can't speak for much of the TV show or how prominent she was or what her character, what they did with her character in that TV show. I've only heard about it, but I would be interested to definitely watch it to see how they portray her or what they do because... Now in the current films that they're making, she's like emancipated. She's separated from Joker. Um, but her original character was created because of the Joker. And we're going to get into that too. So just going back, um, Harlequin was actually first introduced in one of the Batman, the animated series episodes. The episode was actually called Joker's Favor, and it was written by Paul Denny, and Harley was like this small frame woman with this likeness to the Joker, where she had this le- you know, black and red leotard on with the whole gesture, get up, painted face, mask, everything. Because now that they've completely revamped her costume, a lot of people don't even know what the original Harlequin looked like. And that blows my freaking mind because I'll show people and they'll go, oh, okay, I didn't I didn't know that. And I'm like, what? On Google, whenever I'm trying to find pictures of her, like if I'm trying to change up my background on my phone or whatever, I have to type in classic Harley Quinn. If I type in the Harley Quinn just with the her name, it will only show the revamped, the redesigned Harlequin. And, you know, it's a little heartbreaking because I think that Jester costume is just the most adorable thing ever. But besides that, when she originally appeared in that uh, Joker's Favor episode, she was only supposed to be basically like a walk-on role. She wasn't really supposed to have, you know, hardly have any lines. She was supposed to just literally be there for support. Because they thought, ah, you know, why not throw women in there? You know, something a little different. But the fans actually loved her. So even with her just appearing on there, everybody's like, oh my God. Because I, I believe the original plan was they wanted this scene where the Joker, well... They wanted someone to, like, jump out this cake to, like, surprise these, I think it was, like, public officials or something. And they thought, well, that's going to look weird if the Joker does that. I guess because maybe jumping out of cakes is associated with strippers? I don't know. Maybe. But 
they wanted they thought well we'll we'll create a female character instead to do that because it just looks better I guess and it's funny because they that was the reason why they wanted to create her but then they end up having him jump out of the cake anyways and she just pushed the cake in there so I guess they needed someone to like push the cake in I guess to be a distraction as well a decoy and they're like oh that's funny looking girl in this suit you know she's completely harmless but what you don't know is the joker's gonna jump out of this cake anyways so they basically after that episode got so much attention everyone loved her they continued featuring her in episodes as she became what people know her as was the joker sidekick and love interest i use love interest very very loosely because if you know the Joker, he cannot love, okay? He cannot, he is not capable of loving someone just because of his history, because of his mental illness. He he just has other things going on and he cannot properly, let's just say Joker is not your ideal man that you would want to be in a relationship with, okay? He's not cooking dinner. He's not going to work, coming home. He's not going to help you take care of the kids. He's not, he's, he, he got other things to worry about, a.k.a. the Batman. That's, that's, that's who he's worried about. That's who his true love is. If he, I mean, if you want to go there, technically. Not like in a romantic way, but just in a you know, cat and mouse um, uh, endless cycle, endless vicious cycle of trying to break this man. But anyways, that that's that's a whole nother subject for a whole nother time. So now, uh, if you are curious, like me, as to how the wonderful Harley was actually created, um, Paul Denny was inspired. When he watched an episode of Days of Our Lives and there was um, a fantasy sequence where the actress Arlene Sorkin wore a jester costume and had this high-pitched voice trying to entertain this king. It was this, I think it was this queen and king and I think it was her son. And like, as she was trying to entertain them, she was just doing nothing but messing up. But she was really kind of cute and ditzy while she was doing it. And Arlene, that same actress that he got inspired to create the character. So besides the fact of them wanting to do the whole cake thing, like how they even came up with the character just in general was because of that episode in Days of Our Lives from that actress. And then that same actress, Arlene, ended up voicing her in the Batman series. And she she became the voice of Harlequin. Like, literally, what she did was a staple for how Harlequin sounds today, which is absolutely mind-blowing. Anytime someone creates something, they're the pioneer in something, it blows my mind when it... Ha- it's so genius, it's so creative, it sticks so much that it carries on throughout the years. You know you have something great when it carries the weight of time. Bam! Oh my god! I'm a poet and didn't even freaking know it. No, actually... I, I didn't know that because I have dib- dibbled and dabbled in poetry, you know, here right there. <laughs> but I just think it's 
the coolest thing ever. And that's one of the biggest, biggest reasons why I want to be a creator, why I want to be in film, why I want to write, why I want to produce, why I want to act, why I wanted to direct, why I just want to be involved in film is just mostly the creative aspect, even though, and this percentage may be totally off, but film is like, it's like, film is probably like 80% business and 20% creativity. But still, that 20%, I mean, you could go home every, I could go home every night and just be like, this is the life. It would never even feel like work. Like, I know that for sure. Just from the experience from doing my short film that I did, oh my gosh, man. That wasn't even work. Like, it literally wasn't work when I did that. And that's, and that was a confirmation for me, which, like I mentioned in the last episode, and what I'll say again, that whole me talking about my short film, that is definitely going to be an episode in itself. Okay, so getting back on subject. Um, let's see here. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Um, so, okay, the name Har- okay, Harlequin, right? Which is also wordplay from the actual word Harlequin. So the way they spell the character's name, it's H-A-R-L-E-Y space Q-U-I-N-N, okay? And that is supposed to, that is a, it's like a play within a play within a play because they separate her name to two words. Now, her original character, before she was transformed into the beautiful charismatic Harley Quinn. Her original name is Harleen. And I feel like sometimes I'm saying that wrong, but it's H-A-R-L-E-E-N. Her last name is Quinzel. No, Harleen, I'm saying correct. The last one, Quinzel. It's Q-U-I-N-Z-E-L. And then, you know, when she turns into the, basically the gesture, the sidekick, she turns into Harley Quinn. And the actual word Harlequin, which is spelled H-A-R-E-L-I-Q-I-N, that is like, it's just like a classic clown character. I believe in like, ooh, and don't get me wrong, because I'm horrible at history, guys. So if y'all have more information about this, just correct me. I think I looked it up, but I was still kind of confused about it. But it was basically uh, Harlequin is like a gesture that is to entertain someone. And I, I want to say that was like, I don't want, ah, medieval times, some, somewhere along that, I guess, like to entertain the kings and queens. And I want to say like 18th or 19th century, maybe 18th century. Um, Stop saying, um. So they even began to co- incorporate, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Let me go back a little bit. So um, on the subject of her name being Harleen. And the voice actor, her name was Arlene, literally A-R-L-E-N. And literally, Harlene's character, I mean, her original name, is freaking just with an H in front of it. So, you know, she voiced the actress, and they basically named it, named her after her. And I just thought that was so cool. So, so, so cool. And let's see here. So... 
once she began okay so she started off in the anime series they kept putting her in her episodes putting her in episodes putting her in episodes everyone was loving her um they even began to incorporate her into the comics as well and the first issue was in 1993 in the batman adventures issue 12 so she and i don't know if i even said this date i don't, I don't i think i missed that but the first episode she was in was in 92. So basically like a year later. Then that's when they said, okay, we're going to start putting her in comics. Which is actually funny because normally characters are built or built and then... Not built. I'm trying to think of another word. Where they were like, where they create someone, but like over time. So the the character, they develop a character. There we go. They develop a character within normally in a written, uh, a uh, a written uh, a literature form, you know, comic books, and then they get turned into animations. Like if they if it if it does become a series, and it was the opposite for her. She started off in the series and then was in the comic book. So I thought that was super super interesting. So from there. In 1994, her origin story was in the graphic novel, The Batman Adventures Mad Love. Oh, one of my favorite, favorite episodes. So, we what we learn in the Mad Love is, this is, th- that episode, well, let's just say in this graphic novel, when they first originally created it, That was her time to shine because we knew nothing about this character. At the point that we see her, we see her as Harley Quinn, charismatic, the red and black leotard, the whole get up, right? And in the comic book, they introduce her best backstory and it's titled Mad Love, where we learn that she's an intern psychiatrist at Arkham Asylum, who ends up falling in love with the Joker who was, ad- who had been admitted there. And she started interviewing him and somehow found his crazy self-charming. And then she ends up changing her persona to what we know as the Harley Quinn. I know, like, pretty kind of cut and dry, you know? Because Joker, you know, obviously he has mental issues. So, he's locked up in asylum. She was an intern psychiatrist. She ends up falling in love with him, which you have to think, what is wrong with her to fall in love with someone who is completely off their rocker? But it's almost commentary on women being in relationships with men just for the simple fact that you women tend to sometimes get in toxic relationships because they always want to see the good in the person or they they completely will ignore the bad and they will just see what's good in the person. I don't know another way to word that. Not saying all women. And it's not their fault that they do that because women are naturally nurturing, nurturing and they love, you know, want to love on people and they want to have someone to love and they want someone to love them. And... If you can make a girl laugh, which his name was the Joker, he was able to do that. And then also, if you feel really bad for someone or if you think that they can change, 
you definitely just have that urge. I don't know. Women just have that urge to just help people. I know I've been in a situation like that where I've dated a guy and I'm thinking, oh my God, I'm going to help him. I'm going to make him a better person. But in reality, that person is who they are. And nothing I'm going to do is going to change that unless they want to change. And if they have malice intentions, if they have hidden agendas, if they are being manipulative, then they're going to make me think that I'm, I can make a change in them. But in reality, they're still doing what they want and they aren't changing one bit. And their dynamic with the Joker and Harley Quinn, it's very interesting and it's very complex. And I believe it does mirror some of real life because you think, oh my gosh, she gets with this clown freak who's always after Batman and yet she sticks by his side. And even in the anime series, he pushed her around. I mean, he would throw her out and he would be so ugly to her. So mean that she would just constantly be nice. She would constantly be by his side. She constantly loved him. And it is, it's a commentary in real life and what, you know, women deal with in toxic relationships. And it's, and, and, and I, I know the language has to change about women getting into these relationships because the guys are getting into it as well. So I'm definitely not saying, oh my God, this is all on the woman. This is her fault. No, not at all. Please, please do not interpret it as that because that is not what I'm saying. It's the opposite of what I'm saying. But it's just two people end up in a relationship. And if it's a man or if it's a woman or if it's a woman and a woman and a guy and a guy, whoever you choose to be with, if one person is toxic and the other person is just trying to trying to better the other person and and they think that they can they think they can change them but at the end of the day you can't can't change anyone but you know some people aren't ready for that conversation yet <laughs> you know what i hate when people say that because if i'm choosing to listen to you and let's say we're talking about something that is very real and you mention something else that's kind of a subtopic or related to, and then you go, well, we're not, you're not, no one's ready to hear that yet. Okay, well, I came here to listen to this, so what makes you think I'm not ready for that? Like, come on. So I don't know, maybe some of y'all are ready. I can go on and on about this Harlequin and Joker. Like, don't, don't play with me, boo. Period. Period, boo. Don't play with me. Just don't, please. But to get back on the subject, because I actually do a whole podcast about Harley and Joker's relationship. Oh, my gosh. But anyways, that okay, so that graphic novel that talked about her origin story, it won. It won the Eisen, Eisener? I feel like I'm saying that wrong. E-I-S-N-E-R. I can't pronounce things, guys. Like, did I, like, even go to school? How did I, how did I get a diploma? You know, that's because of all this texting and stuff. We're so used to like saying things in our head or we're so used to typing things out and we're we're not we're we don't use our we don't we don't use our words. We don't vocalize things as much because we're too busy just typing it all out. And I think that's my issue. But oh well. So yeah, one the I I'm gonna go with Eisner. 
and the Harvey Award for Best Single Issue Comic of that year. Which, did I mention that year? I think I said that. The year. Because um, I said 93 on that issue, but man, I love I Don't Have the Year. But yeah, so whenever that came out, you can look that up. <laughs> so yeah, and so it got a whole bunch of praise. Everyone freaking loved it. Because it's a really interesting concept talking about, you know, someone who's has a PhD and falls in love with a freaking mental patient. You don't hear a lot of stories about that. Or like you do hear about, you know, people, well, mental issues becoming, mental awareness is becoming more of a thing and widely spread. But in the 90s, it was kind of before it's time. I mean, if you really look at the subject matter, even though at the end of the day, it's a comic book, but we know fiction mirrors reality. And a lot of the times when we look at things that we read and we watch and we, you know, we think it's all, it's funny, it's taking us out of reality. But in reality, a lot of this stuff is a commentary on our reality, but it is masked in a way of entertainment where it still can snatch you out of your everyday problems and put you on the roller coaster for entertainment, if you know what I mean. Now, even though that comic book was widely praised, it was deemed too violent for the animation series, but eventually it did become an episode in the new Batman Adventures. And the episode was titled, same as the graphic novel episode, or no, not episode, same as the graphic novel, um, Mad Love. And now there are just so many versions that elaborate her origin story, because I buy a bunch of the comic books, especially like the New 52, which I believe came out in like the early 2000s where they kind of revamped her and started separating her away from the Joker, making her more independent person, more independent mind person, and more of an anti-hero. She doesn't necessarily go out her way to do good, but she still helps people. And she, her whole intention in life is to not, you know, go after a hero or to destroy mankind or to cause chaos or anything like that. She's just kind of just a girl trying to find her way in this or a woman in this world just trying to find her way. Who's charismatic and really entertaining to watch. <laughs> but it's like she really doesn't mean any harm. So yeah, in the New York comic books, she goes without Joker, she becomes her own person, and she's just cool as shit. Oh, I love her. I love her so much. Y'all, you do not understand how much I love her. She's my favorite. So, let's see where we're at here. So yeah, that's that's some history of Harlequin, just in case if you didn't know. If you only knew her from Suicide Squad... Or from what Margot Robbie has played, which I have to give Margot Robbie props. She does an excellent, excellent, excellent Harley Quinn. I think previously, even though they did feature her in the Birds of Prey show, and I haven't seen that performance. So, I I mean, I have no idea what she did. But as far as putting Harley on the big screen in the cinematic world... 
Margot Robbie is the most perfect person to play her. I mean, just absolutely amazing. The voice. She already has the voice down. Like, if you've seen her in Wolf of Wall Street with Leonardo DiCaprio, she already had that voice. She she could do it really good. I want to say, like, a Boston Eastern accent. Not like a New York one. But somewhere around in that area. She's really good with doing that type of accent. And that's that's what her that's her what her voice is. Because if I'm not mistaken, I'm trying to see in some of the origin stories I've read, I think that she was originally birthed in the Bronx. I don't think she was born in Gotham. I think she was like somewhere in New York and and then transitioned whenever she got a scholarship to be at Gotham University which was on a gymnastics scholarship. The Mad Love episode, I don't know if it's different in the graphic novel that had came out, but once they translate to the new adventures and they made the Mad Love episode, it it's told that she, or no, I don't think they made, I think, okay, I have a, I have a coloring comic book version of that. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe she, I believe that she, well, not I believe. Batman literally says that she got a, a gymnastics scholarship to go to Gotham U- University. And that's how she ended up getting her PhD and such. So to kind of move on from that. So that's a little bit of Harlequin history. Now, I this was around, I think it was the beginning of last year. Because I'd always been a fan of her. And I just got really curious because we know her origin story but that's not really an or like it's an origin like the beginning of how do I say this so her origin story is the moment uh, the moment her life literally before she transitioned into Harley Quinn right because we meet up with her at the Arkham Asylum, she falls in love, then she turns into Harley. You know, obviously there's some stuff that is in between that makes her fall in love, so on and so forth. And I have seen, read some comic books that go over, like, her life when she was a teenager. Um, what she was like as a kid, what her family was like. How, a li- just a little bit of how her personality developed into who she is. But there hasn't been a cinematic, cinematic, yeah, cinematic presence of all of her story. That has not been fully developed. We've only gotten bits and pieces from, well, I've gotten bits and pieces from the comic books I read. And actually, I discovered that there is a new comic book where Paul Denny and there's another, I think it's the illustrator. They work together to create her origin story. And this is from Paul Denny himself, who was the one who created Harley Quinn. The creator of Harley Quinn, okay? And I do have plans to pick that up. I really, really want it. I want to read it. I want to see what his story is of her. What her full origin story is. Now, I, as the writer I am, have 
came up with my own story. And before I get into a little bit of that, so yeah, the beginning of 2018, I decided I'm going to write a Harlequin script. And of course, procrastination. I don't want to say laziness. I don't want to say, like, I'm not lazy. I'm just, I'm in my head a lot. And I just keep my ideas up there. I'll think of scenes. I'll think of dialogue. And it just stays in my freaking head. And and for some reason, it is the hardest thing for me to just sit my butt down and just write and just flesh it out. You know, just sit down and do it. And that's a whole nother episode. So I knew I wanted to do the idea. I was excited about it excited about it but I just didn't do it and it wasn't until my sweet sweet boyfriend had told me this was around the time we had met and I've expressed to him like I love Harlequin she's my ish so on and so forth and I want to say I told him like I want to write a Harlequin script and he was sweet and said you know I have this surprise for you I wrote you this Harley Quinn script. And I was just like, um, no, no, you were not going to write a Harley Quinn script for me. I am an independent woman that don't need no man writing no script for me. <laughs> but I know he had good intentions and he just wanted, wanted to do something sweet. I think it was just he wanted me to have something to read that was like in a script form because me and him, that's what we have in common is we love cinema. We love movies. And that's what brought us together. And so my stubborn, competitive self said, well, I can write my own script. And so it turned into this competition because I thought originally he wasn't finished with his. And so I said, oh, well, I'll just start on mine and we could just make this a competition to see who's better. Which in hindsight, that sounds so mean because when he wrote it, he was literally just being nice to me and wanted to be sweet and was just writing about a character I love. And here I come. No, me, independent. I write script alone. Like, what the heck? And so, yeah, it turned into a competition. But I will give him credit. If it was not for him, I wouldn't have gotten the strength. I wouldn't have gotten the focus to create it. So that competition actually put my booty in gear and made me want to write this, start writing the script. And... This was all happening in within that same year. So at the beginning of the year, I had made a goal. I wanted to write the script. I just wasn't doing it. And then it wasn't until October of that year where he told me he was writing the script, blah, 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 blah. And then the competition happened. And so when the competition happened, I had two friends from work that are so sweet. And they know I love Harley Quinn as well. And I told them about it. And then I don't even remember how, I don't know if I suggested it or if one of them said it, but we basically came to an agreement that they were going to be the judges for the script and they wouldn't know who wrote what script. We were both going to have it finished. We were both going to put, I put them in like brown envelopes. There was like an A and a B on it and (laughs) they, they each, one of them would have one script, the other one have the other, then they'd switch and then they would decide basically who was the winner of writing the best Harlequin script. 
And you want to know? You want to know who won? My boyfriend. His big headed self won. For real. Y'all, I was like, (laughs) I was hurt. I was in my feelings. I was so hurt. Well, I know when I was writing the script, it was I was rushing it. It it didn't have me in the script. I mean, I would give you this much. The beginning of the script was like 10 minutes of basically voiceover. I was doing like a montage of her life instead of like actually just like showing her living it. And I know that was literally one of the biggest issues. And there were some other ones as well. And then I was kind of just like picking from different comic books. And it really wasn't me. It wasn't like me writing her story. It's like me taking what everyone else has written and then just pieced it together. And it's nothing I'm proud of. I, did, I didn't do. I, I agree. I knew I didn't do my best. And I know that was not a good script. I had bits and pieces in it that I loved. But over it's all entirety no that cannot be made into a film and then if that was made into a film I would have been horrified to present that to people like no but my boyfriend he did write a good script he did write a very good script I thought he had got it from offline it was that good every time he writes a script I'm thinking he's copying it from out offline I'm like you did not write this there is no way not saying I don't believe in him because I do but now I know he's a very talented writer But anywho, so we had that competition. I lost. I was pretty down about it. It didn't make me upset. But I was upset at myself because I knew I could do better. And one of the lessons I've learned with screenwriting is I shouldn't have to be able to explain what I'm doing in the script. It should, someone should be able to read it and understand it and should pick up on it. I shouldn't have to explain it. I shouldn't have to argue my points. Because if it doesn't translate on screen, then that's, that's a problem, you know? So here we are a year later and I still had this Harley script on my mind. I knew I still wanted to do it. I knew I was capable of doing it. And so, and it's so crazy. I, the beginning of this year, I didn't write on the script. I didn't do anything. I didn't touch it after the competition we had. And then literally a year later, the same month, actually around the same day, I want to say it was like October 9th, 10th. I think is when we finished our scripts. Yes, I think that was when we finished. Because we started working on it, I believe, in like September. But I started working up on my script literally when we finished it the same time last year. It was almost like, okay, we were done with it. Now it's time to start back up. Let's rewrite this bad boy. And throughout this process of me... As I'm working on this script, I've felt so motivated. I've felt so driven. I do lack the focus, but I have gotten, I'm right now I'm currently like 110 pages in. The goal is a two hour film and rule of thumb is a minute per page. So 120 pages would equal a two hour movie because 60 minutes plus 60 minutes. And... I'm pretty proud of it. I got a little discouraged at some point because, okay, I came up with this whole grand idea, the B plot in it. Because we know the main plot is when she falls in love with the Joker and how she turns into Harley Quinn. But a B plot is something that happens in her life. And I kind of was changing everything around because I go... I'm doing too much of this and that shouldn't be the main focus. So let me take some of this out and kind of like rework it. 
And when I was reworking it, I just kind of was like, Ugh, I'm done. I don't want to touch this anymore. And I stepped away from it. And then I came back to it some days or a week later, something like that. Time passed. And I read it and I go, oh my God, this actually like fits really good together. It makes sense. Because that's the biggest challenge when you're writing a script is anything you write in the script has to have a purpose. It's almost like when you're creating a piece of clothing, the fabric has to mesh well together. Because even though if you're you're creating all these different pieces, like, you know, if you're attaching the arm to the, you know, to the actual jacket part that's going to cover your chest and, you know, cover your stomach and stuff, it all has to piece together. You have different elements to it, but, it, but when it's all said and done, I should be able to know that it's a jacket. Someone shouldn't have to justify to me and say, this is a jacket. This is how, you know, you're supposed to, you, okay, look at this. Look how I put this on. And look how this is going to fit on me. I shouldn't have to justify it. It should just come together. And so that's my biggest challenge in making sure everything has a purpose. Everything links to something else. And so, and and I gave myself a deadline, which was Thanksgiving. And I said, I want to finish my first draft. Because technically, this is not like me finishing it done. This is just a first draft. Meaning it has many more drafts to go. But this is the start. Because you have to start somewhere, right? And I didn't make the deadline, sadly, because I'm here talking about it. Even though I could be talking about it for good reason. Like, oh my god, I finished. But I'm talking about it because I haven't finished because I've hit a dead end. Now, just to give you a little bit of insight. Well, actually, I did kind of mention, I did mention it before. But yes, my whole stick is that I wanted to tell a full origin story. So even beyond her relationship with the Joker, who was she... How, where did she get her personality from? What was her family like? How is she... How are we getting to... Okay, let's start with A. How are we getting to C? And then from there, what is the development? Really diving into the relationship. What made her fall in love with him? What made her want to risk everything? What was her motive during the whole process? What was his motive during the process? How did she become a psychiatrist? I had a lot of questions just about her past and her history of who she became and why did she become who she became, you know? And so, or maybe you don't know, (laughs) but I just, I just wanted to really develop the character, but in my own way, because I have some twists in there, definitely for sure. And I just definitely want to do her justice. I definitely need Warner Brothers to give me a call. I mean, hit me up. And I know this is going to sound so dumb because it's like you love Harlequin, which is associated with Batman, which is within the DC universe. And I had no clue, no clue who was the production company or who owned him. And it's Warner Brothers. And I felt so dumb when I found out. And I was like, this whole time I've been talking about it, writing the script and stuff, no one's ever said, yeah, Warner Brothers, they make the DC films. Huh? Even though, low-key, I'm not ready for that pitch meeting yet. <laughs> I ain't ready for that pitch meeting. I, I got a lot of work to do. But it's going to happen. It is going to happen. That is definitely a dream of mine. So... Deadline was November 28th. Didn't make that. But guess what I'm going to do? I'm not going to put myself down. I'm not going to be discouraged. Yes, I may have little moments where I'm sad or, you know, I may not feel like I can do it. But overall, I know I can and I know I will. Period. 
period, poo. So I've created a new deadline. It's funny. The first one was November 28th. Now it's December 28th. I think it helps to give myself deadlines because it kind of puts some fire under my booty to say, come on, come on, come on, come on, let's get this going. But I know ultimately I want to take my time with it. I want to I want to do it the way I want to do it. I want it to make sense. And I want to be proud to show it to people. And I know I have friends already lined up ready to read it. They're like, oh my God, when you finish your skip, let me know. I want to read it. And I'm scared because I have like a list of people. I have like one, two, three, four, five, 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 five. Did I have one more? Did I have one more? I think there's only five people I can think of. Oh, six. Yes. Another person. Like three of them are like my coworkers. One's my sister. One's my boyfriend. One's a friend of mine who's a creator as well. She wants to be in the industry. And so I'm excited, y'all. I'm so ready because I really want to. This is more of like, I know as of right now, I'm not going to get a pitch meeting with one brothers to pitch the script, even though there is nothing but space and opportunity for Harley Quinn. Even though they're making the Birds of Prey, they're making the uh, City of si- City of Sirens. Yeah, City of Sirens. I think they're still doing the Joker and Harlequin story. But I have hope. You know how many Batman stories there are? Or Batman movies? You know how many Superman movies? You know how many Spider-Man movies? There are so many movies made about the same people. I'm not going to sit here and go, oh, well, they're making that movie. I shouldn't make mine. It shouldn't even matter. I shouldn't even write that script. No, I'm going to write that script because one day it's going to happen. You know what? They may change some things. They may rip my script to, sh- to shreds and change it all up. Well, hopefully I'm, I would love to be able to direct it myself. I really, that's not what I wouldn't want to sell. I definitely want to be a part of it, but I, I just know this is something I want so badly, even though I've been mediocre in my attempt to pursue it it's something I want so badly that there is no absolute way that I'm not going to be in this industry I'm not going to be a filmmaker I'm not like there's no way I'm not like it's going to happen period because if there's something you really want in life and you feel it deep 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 in your soul that that is what you're meant to be doing that is your purpose there's there's nothing else for me to do. And I'm going to be going for it to the day I die, period. So I know I kind of went a little into my no-bake motivate Bila Day for a second, <laughs> which she will show up to. She will show up and show out. So let's see here. Yeah, so I just, this Harlequin script, it's been super, oh, 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 let me go back. So the whole point I was trying to make was this is a script that's going to go in the vault so that whenever I do get in front of Warner Brothers and I get to pitch that script, I'm going to have it to show to them. And they're going to realize, oh my God, Bila Day, where have you been? Why have you, why have you not been in our office? What you been doing out there? <laughs> you been working there? Why haven't you been here? The- Girl, Please. Come on, let's go. Let's okay. Let's. Where's the paperwork? Let's. Uh, what's that line in the Cardi B song? Uh, what is it? Something where she's like, "Where's a pin? I like million dollar deals. Where's my pin, bitch? Bitch, I'm signing. Okay, that's me all day. <laughs> uh, big big dreams, gonna make them happen. And also, 
once I finish this script, because I just, this Harley script, I have to get out my system. Once I get out my system, I'll be Gucci, I'll be gravy, I'll be turkey, I'll be ham, I'll be cranberry, I'll be stuffing. I will be good. And then I want to then begin working on the, I want to like, I want to start with short film scripts to kind of like get myself back into the swing of things I want to make feature links as, as well, but it's all a process. And I know there's a lot of things I need to work on. And if I start with simple 10-page scripts, then that will be more reasonable compared to me just freaking starting off with features. Like, huh? Who does that? No one starts. <laughs> this is one of my lines in my script. You know, no one starts at the hard level. You know, you... You work your way up. You start at level one. You go to level two. You go to level three. And I like I like that. I think I'm really good with dialogue. Because I feel like when I say my lines out loud, when I'm writing a script, it sounds like something someone would say. I don't think I have trouble with that. Maybe I do. You know, I will see when I have my peeps read my script what they think. <laughs> I hope they love it. I think they'll love it. I know there's going to be things they're going to say, oh, well, maybe we should do this. But I don't care what you say, because I like it. <laughs> But yeah, definitely going to be working on other scripts. And when I get to that point, I will keep you updated on the script, on my progress of it. And if anyone knows how to not procrastinate, give me a call. Please let me know. Give me some tips because I just, other than just doing it, I just, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing sometimes. I'm crazy, y'all. I'm crazy. Okay, I think I've talked too much. Oh my God, this is a long episode. You know what's so funny is I thought, oh my God, it's going to be so hard for me to make longer episodes. And look at myself. However long this episode is going to be, I think it's well over maybe an hour. Oh my gosh. Um, I also wanted to, I just want to give a shout out to my other podcast that I have. It's called But Ma, that's my favorite movie. It, I talk about movies on there. And I work with my friend Dre we basically have a different topic each week and we just talk about movies. We are, it's not like movie reviews. We introduce movies. We also talk about current movies that are coming out in theaters and we also play games on there. We have subtopics. We have just a bunch of stuff going on. It's, it's really cool. It's more of a comedy. So check that out. That's on Anchor, that's on Spotify, that's on uh, Apple, that's on Stitcher, that's on... Just Google it. You can Google it or search it. I have a Facebook page, I have an Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff for it. But Ma, that's my favorite movie. So definitely check that one out. Let's see. Let's see, let's see, let's see. If you would like a shout out on my episode, let me know. But I just want to shout out some people real quick. Well, one... Um, the, my co-host, Dre, who I do the, but my, it's my favorite movie podcast. He is so funny. He has a YouTube channel, the same, he has a YouTube and a podcast and his podcast has over a hundred episodes. This dude is so dedicated to what he's doing. It is not even funny. I admire him. He's actually one of my inspirations that keeps me going. And when I'm lacking or I'm not feeling like doing nothing or I'm procrastinating, I go, dang, I need to be like him. I need to be like Dre. Forget Mike. I need to be like Dre because he's on the game. And he has a YouTube channel, the same as the podcast, Dre Day All Day, Every Day. And 
he talks about all sorts of topics. He goes into pop culture. He goes into religion. He goes into talking about things that make you think. He just has a lot of commentary on things. And he's very articulate. He's very funny. He's very welcoming. He can make you just, you know, forget about everything. So definitely check out his YouTube. Dre Day all day, every day. He's so funny. And he, he posts. Right now, he's posting like every day. So check him out. And my best friend, she has a podcast called Hood Rich Mom. And she has about nine episodes. She's super funny. She's a character. She's always been a character. Oh, my God. She's my best friend. Um, And her, her name is Mariah B. And she is, she has her little podcast. So definitely check her out. She's coming out with the 10th episode this upcoming Sunday. And she's super funny. She talks about a range of things, mostly about her life, what's going on, which is, she makes it very interesting. And then she is going to be dipping into like pop culture and things happening as well. So check that out. Ooh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I'm just going to go ahead and shout out my sister. Well, one, she's. When I talk about a supporter, she shares all my stuff on Facebook, even my other podcasts. She's been super supportive. She's always had some encouraging words for me. And she is my sister, Amber. And I don't know if she wants me to say her Facebook name. But it's funny to say. It's Ambie Bambi Sugar Banded and her last name. <laughs> but she makes earrings. She makes custom things, she, like cups with like um, the in, not like engravings, but you can get custom cups. You know, pu- a bunch of stuffs. And she has her line that she's starting, which is called "It Comes with Fine Print." And I have like skeleton earrings. I have these fang earrings where it's like a mouth and has fangs on it. And she makes cool jewelry cups. So if you're looking for someone to, if you're looking for some custom made stuff, hit her up. She hasn't made a page yet. But if if you're interested, you can hit me up and then I can relay that to her. And then I can get you in contact with her. And let me see. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Am I missing anything else? Oh, and then also my No Bag Motivate channel. It has been on hiatus. I've been on hiatus with that channel. I haven't created any new episodes, but I do have some episodes there. It's meant to encourage, support people to follow their dreams, especially if there are people that are putting them down and telling them not to do what they want to do. And my channel is there to be that that light to let you know, yes, go for it. So No Big Motivate, that's on YouTube. You can check that out. And I think that's it. But if you want to be shouted out, you can actually email me at parttimedreamer9 at gmail.com or on Instagram. I'm part, I'm part-time dreamer9 as well. And it's part hyphen or dash time dreamer9 as well. If you have any commentary, if you have things you want me to talk about, or if you have any questions about anything, or if you just want to talk about Harlequin, hit your girl up. All right, I'm out. Bye.